0: This is Leonard Angelo, Uh, December 12th, 2016. Uh, Late nights and early mornings. Line quality. (coughs) Digital tools and undo. Uh, Letting go. And what violin lessons are teaching me about perseverance? Uh, So, that's a list I wrote this morning when I was thinking of well, there's stuff on my mind. That was Those were the things that were on my mind this morning. And I'm recording this because I wanted to start journaling again. And I have, I don't know, a bit of leftover momentum from a, an audio journaling challenge uh, from the Lean Into our podcast from last month. So I'm going to keep trying to do this until uh, diminishing returns, you know. Uh, so late I'm, I'm, I'm very tired tonight Today Because the late nights And early mornings Is on my mind uh, I've been trying to finish A freelance project That is behind schedule uh, Mostly because of me And uh, Been pulling a little bit Of late nights This week Last week For a few weeks uh, And not seeing great results From doing that but Late nights was something That I have battled with Over and over again Like do you do it Is it necessary? Is this going to be part of your life? If you choose to be an artist who doesn't get to work professionally on art all the time, but yet you still want to pursue and have to pursue uh, your own improvement, your own projects, is that the norm? Is that how it's going to be? Late nights, early mornings. Um, And, uh, you know, for a long time I have... uh, been trying to figure that out, and the honest truth is there ain't no other way. You got whatever it is—eight hours in the day uh, that are dedicated to making money, eight hours in the day dedicated to sleeping. If you do all, if you follow the rules, and then eight hours of the day that dedicate—wait, does that work out? Sixteen? or... It... No. Right. It's three three-eighths that's right not not a math major this guy uh it's three-eighths okay the other eight hours who knows where they go I don't know where they go so that's sleeping and working you you should have eight left over and I'm I'm working on a little project actually where I'm trying to work that out I don't want to get too far off topic uh because I am tired I was, I've been trying to figure out whether I work better late, late at night or early in the morning. And I have, over the years, over the many years that I've been trying to shove some extra stuff into my schedule that doesn't fit, I have experimented with both. And all I can tell you, all I can tell myself, is that uh, the combination of the two does not work. You can do one or the other for a while before you break down. In my experience, in my experience, everybody's experience is different, and apparently everybody's body's different. I got a good friend from college who is in a a punk band that tours regularly, has a day job. It's not a full-time job, but it's, you know, pushing probably 30 hours a week, Uh, and takes freelance and participates in art communities and other things like that. This person is a go, go, go kind of person. Uh, and she does a lot of late nights and early mornings, together even, and and gets very little sleep. So I look at someone like that as a model of how to be, except when I try it, uh, I don't know, I start to lose my mind. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I don't want to rant about this. I think I already ranted about this in the past. But but it's on my mind because I'm trying to finish this project and uh I had a I had a late night last night. <clears throat> and uh this morning I wake up sort of I'm not sure if 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 I can keep up this pace and and what it's going to take. So because of that, that tired feeling... And my my desire to, to re- relieve that pain... I'm wondering about... Once again... I go into my next point that I wrote down... Which is line quality... Because last night... Line quality I mean in, in terms of drawing... Last night I'm drawing something digitally... And I'm using Manga Studio... And I'm going to call it that... Because... The, until they get their shit together... It's Manga Studio... I'm sorry... Call it something else... Please... Or, or don't. I don't care. Just pick something. Manga Studio is a great program. You get that really nice line quality from the ink, the, uh, the ink pen tool. Like the, it's got like a crow quill symbol. <clears throat> that that's pretty good. I think it's called a G pen. G-pen. It's Got great line quality. You don't have to mess with it either. You don't have to set up a tool. It's it's just set up for this. It's great. Uh, but the the fact that it's digital gives you a lot of, uh, which is another point on my list here was which is undoes, digital painting, digital drawing, and undo, undo, undo. The thing about the thing about drawing digital and line quality that that has anything to do with staying up late is that I have I have the ability with this tool to. Um, Really focus on whether or not the line quality I'm getting is exactly what I want every time I put down a line. <clears throat> and in, and my favorite way to ink anything is with a brush. Always has been. One of the things I like... Now, that's it's a frustrating process, too. And there's a lot of mistakes that happen. But one of the things I like about the brush is that you can't go too small. Uh, I, I use probably a number two uh, you know, sable brush with with uh, some kind of li- pretty liquid ink. I, I tried acrylic ink for a while, but it's a little bit gummy. Uh, I think probably Higgins Black Magic or something like that is is liquid enough to use with a sable brush really well. Um, and if if I don't know, I any I would say to anyone who hasn't inked with a brush, give it a try. It's uh, it feels good. Crow quills don't feel good. They feel good in their own way, but the brush feels better. Once you get over the fact that you can't control every line, it actually, it's, I don't know, it has like a a Zen to it. It's like one of those stupid things you buy in the bookstore where where the, it'll be like Zen painting kit and it comes with a big fat Chinese brush and some kind of surface that takes water and then fades over time. Right? Uh, You can't make anything on that. Who's, by the way, who's buying these? I hope I, I hope I don't get one of those for Christmas. You're an artist. We thought you might like this. No, I don't like that. I, do, I have paper, thank you. I can use paper. I'm fine with committing. I'm fine. I don't need to go out and draw in the, on the cement and watch it fade away. What? That's a metaphor for our lives. I don't need that constant reminder that everything is, is, is transitory. Transitory? Jesus, I am... <laughs> okay. Uh, digital... Digital drawing tools and undo. Uh, so, because I'm noodling with the line quality in this drawing, I'm up really late at night and getting very little done. I, I looked at my progress from last night and it was like, really? This is it? Um, and it makes me kind of wish that I had just committed to doing this on paper with a, with a brush. Because sometimes I don't think the digital tools are helping us. Sometimes I think the digital tools are giving us too much escape. You know, like it, it, it's undo. That is that is my downfall. Now, here's one thing that's great about a digital tool. If you ever try to draw in perspective with ink on paper or Bristol board or whatever you're drawing on, uh, perspective anyway is hard. It's easy to make mistakes unless you use a pencil and you draft it all out for hours before you even ink one line but I don't draw like that I, I usually pr- try to put down something that's rough as a guideline and then start drawing and Manga Studio has these perspective tools in it but uh, I'm, not, I'm not fond of those I'm fond of the fact that you can put a line down that, that's a guide that you can look at I'm not fond of the fact that it snaps the, uh, the pen to it because it looks very stiff in the end and and one good thing about that is that it does respond to pressure so when you when you add more pressure to your to your pen you get a you get thinner and thicker line you get a line quality there even though it's staying in in on the straight edge does that make any sense at all and you definitely can't do that uh with a with a brush on a piece of paper now there is a straight edge most straight edges that you buy that are plastic like the the see-through brand uh, they come with a little uh, channel in on one edge uh, it looks like a I don't know like an L shape like the, like the back of a frame has a little bit of a that's called a rabbit uh, how, how do I explain that it's just got a notch out of one side right uh, you're supposed to use that in order to keep the ink from pooling on the straight edge when you're using it uh, to actually ink on paper the problem is it pulls anyway it'll pull in the channel the channel that they've provided the channels beautiful for pulling the ink I don't know they got to redesign that uh, so when I would ink with a brush and a, and a straight edge you, 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 invariably you get smudges I did anyway and the only way around that I, I had a teacher who taught me this you take a a gum eraser and you eraser, a need-a- needable eraser, and you stick it under both edges of the straight edge and you lift it up even higher, but then your lines are not exactly where you think they're going to be because you can't line it up with the line. What am I saying? Who cares about any of this? I am, I am talking this out because I like the fact that digital tools help you to draw in perspective and get line quality because it's, it's very difficult to do that on paper. Usually when you got to draw in perspective, people switch to, a, to an ink pen. Uh, because of the pooling ink, and the ink pen is sort of more—I don't know—but then you don't—you get a really stiff-looking drawing. And I don't like the perspective tools in Manga Studio because uh, they also give you a very stiff drawing. Now it's a better stiff drawing because it has some uh, line quality to it. But but I, I like to—I like to just. I'm, I'm working on a Cintiq. Uh, don't judge me. I had to pay for it with credit. It took me three years to pay that thing off. I got it, I'm working with a Cintiq. I like that thing a lot. You, and you can just flip the screen, you can just like rotate the screen. And again, don't judge me. I got a shitty computer so that I could have the Cintiq. My PC is like nine years old. But I got a great screen. It's, I think it's a fair trade, honestly. Uh, okay, and then uh, what else? What else? So I'm not getting I'm not getting great results, and I'm not going very fast with this freelance project. So I'm so I'm putting in a lot of hours, and this is this is something that I need to. I'm going to consider this part of my December culling. This is the quality of my, of myself that I need to change. So I either not, need to not work like this. I need to not work on perspective drawings. Actually, no. I've, I've drawn with an ink pen and with a, with a Copic marker. Street scenes, complicated castles, uh, all kinds of stuff with no problem. Because I've gotten pretty good at drawing in perspective uh, using my mind. You know I know, I know, I know enough of the tricks to do it now. And maybe, maybe I should do a little video about that because I think that's useful. I needed somebody to teach me that a long time ago. But as soon as it has to be tight... There is, therein lies the problem. The tightness of a perspective drawing. I think those two things are my are a big weakness: tightness and perspective, uh, and detail. Because all three of those things sort of conspire together to create an environment of uh, endless revision. And that's where the digital tools are your downfall, because you've got you've got undo, and and already built into the kind of drawing I'm doing is all this. Uh, I don't know uh, minutia, and 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 then and then you add multiple undos on that, and the fact that you can control your line quality, and I could drag Bezier tools and all that. It it just the whole thing is like a whirlwind of uh, perfectionism that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So I think I need to not draw like that. I think I need to uh, try and find a way to either not take on projects like that or approach them differently, and just admit to myself, look. You are not going to be uh, a comic book background artist or uh, an animation background artist. Those people either have something special or have a way of tuning their brains that you haven't figured out yet. And I'm open to figuring it out any day now. Any day now. I would love to figure out how that's done. I I wish I could flip open the top of my head and go in there with a screwdriver and see what I can fix. but, But I can't. Uh, all I gotta do, know thyself, and know thy limitations. Uh, maybe that's a lesson of old age, or, or I'll probably get more lessons as I actually achieve old age. But middle age has taught me, and I've heard other people say this, and then I would laugh at that. People would say, you know, I don't know. You get to a certain age, you start, you start kind of uh, admitting what your limitations are and, and accepting. I would look at that person and go, what the hell are you talking about? Limitations? We don't have limitations. Nobody ha- no, you're just not working hard enough. Or you, you, you haven't tried hard enough. Or you or you've given up. You're a quitter. I'm not, yeah, I, I thought that. I thought that. And that is maybe another thing I need to call this December that's gotta go. Because it's I think it might be true. I think it might be true. And, and maybe the path to happiness and, and uh, acceptance lies in, I don't know. It all comes back to ego, you know. I got too much ego to admit that I'm not as great as I wanted to be. And maybe that I'm not going to be as great as I wanted to be. But that's a, another rabbit hole topic. And I, I don't want to keep coming back to that. I feel like I'm a friggin' broken record with that. Oh, next thing on my list was letting go. And I think I just covered that. I didn't even mean to. And I did. Letting go. I gotta let go of the fact that there are some lines in my drawing that I don't like. I gotta let go of the fact that that perspective, that one part in my drawing is not quite right. I gotta let go of the fact that I you know, spent half an hour dr- sketching up something that didn't work out so well. And maybe in in the imperfect thing that I'm staring at there's something of of quality that I just can't see maybe you got blind spots I don't know perfectionism is kind of a blind spot so maybe I've got I get tired you know I think the the more the later I stay up the more tired I am the more I start to spiral okay the last thing I wanted uh, I wrote down was what, what violin lessons are teaching me about perseverance so yesterday I had my violin lesson uh I've been trying to learn how to play the violin. I'm 44 years old. Most of the people who are trying to learn how to play the violin are, are you know, between four and six. Or between four and eight, perhaps. I got one kid in there who's a practically a senior citizen. He's eight years old. Uh, and this little girl who comes in after me, after my lesson, I had to play with her yesterday. My, my, my instructor's probably all of 21 years old. And... Uh, Plays four instruments, all of them strings, <laughs> and uh, the little girl who she 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 makes us play together sometimes. When when my lesson's over, I have to play with the person who's coming in, uh, and I have to play with the person who's going out when I come in. Both of them are children, uh, and what that teaches me about perseverance, well, it's it's humbling. Because I've been probably trying to learn how to play this instrument for over a... Well, I've been trying for um, almost three years, but I've been taking lessons over a year. and uh, I, It could be pushing, too. I don't know. I'm going to try not to count because it's starting to... I, it's best not to think about it. I started on a volume one of A Very Beginner's Book. And I'm still on on about halfway through volume one of A Very Beginner's Book. Uh, and I'm, I got all kinds of problems with, you know, it, it requires a lot of, uh, I don't know, dexterity and, and, and sort of grace to play this instrument. It requires, uh, muscle control and, uh, focus and, uh, the ability to control what your fingers and your arms are doing in two different places at the same time. And in this way, it's a lot like drawing. So what is it teaching me about perseverance? I'm not making good progress with the violin. Now, after, you know, if you've been trying something for three months and you start to want to give up, it's it's, it's probably too soon. Uh, but, you know, after a couple of years of trying, of, of banging away on something that is admittedly challenging, but that, that shouldn't... But that you you see where others can progress farther than you can in the same time, and especially when you're comparing yourself to children. Uh, this is a lot like the art practice because I think, I think one the better one gets, the more one understands how far you got to go. Uh, maybe the higher you get up the mountain, the 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 farther you can see. Is that an expression? I don't know. I remember this story when I was a kid. I wish I knew what this, what this was. It was about a worm that wanted to crawl up a pillar of other worms. All these worms were crawling... I don't even know if this is a metaphor. I'm going to follow it through. Craw- the worm is crawling up a pillar of worms that goes into the sky. And he doesn't know where it goes. And when he gets up to the top of the pillar... There's just more pillars of more worms crawling up to the top. <laughs> I'm sure that's not that what that story was about. But it reminds me that, uh, I think the more I advance on any skill, and the violin is teaching me this more than drawing has, because I don't have, I don't have any, any stakes with the violin other than my own desire to play music, and other than my own desire not to, to admit to myself that I, that I can't do it, uh, I don't, there's no stakes, it's low stakes for me, really, uh. So maybe in that way I've achieved kind of a clarity with it that I I don't have from my art practice. Um, Banging away on it and not seeing a result. Trying really hard and not seeing great results and and still being pretty far behind with a lot of time invested. That is the definition of perseverance, right? And and the question as always is, is it worth it in the end? Are you going to persevere... Mm-hmm. what have you got to gain by persevering and what have you got to lose because art practice takes a ton of perseverance and it's a lifetime commitment and you you probably will only achieve what you, what's possible for you that's not a story we like to tell but it's it's probably true whatever and and you don't know what's possible for you until you try and you push the limits and you and you go as far as you can go and then we all try to go even farther than that. And then with the violin, I think it's teaching me that lesson all over again from a different perspective because it's extremely frustrating to not have muscle control over your fingers when you're trying to do something that requires grace and and, and subtlety and, and gentle uh, pressures and, and twists. and t- I don't know, there's a lot to it that I didn't the mechanics of it even and then there's the the art of it that I am I'm not even I'm not even at yet what was i going to say this this is teaching me again once again that if i can't find beauty and and meaning in the the struggle of learning to do this activity then it's not really worth it to do it at all because what I can achieve on the violin at forty-four years old, with with you know, without a whole lot of natural talent, so it seems, what I can achieve on the violin is very limited. It's a, it's a complicated instrument. The music is difficult to play, and uh, I got less time than these children. So you would think that it's not worth doing, right? Because I'm not going to be able to play in an orchestra. At this rate, I'm not even going to be able to play one of them folk songs that I've been trying to learn very well. So why do it? And in the same way, I've got to look at my art practice that way. Why do it? If I can't be great, why do it? Uh, and I think that's a lesson that, that violin is teaching me, that there needs to be beauty in the activity, and that needs to be more important to you than anything else uh, to me. This year, I need to, to really, really internalize that lesson. Uh, because because anything in life that you do that requires a challenge of you is supposed to be something that's worthwhile. No matter what the end result is, it's a journey, right? That's the old chestnut. It's a journey. It's all about the journey, not the destination. And I hear that, and I think, man, I guess. But it's true. And and doing something, doing something that I have no that has very low stakes. Like I'm never gonna make a living as a violinist. Never. Ever. 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 And and it's not my intention. It's actually quite liberating. So all the frustrations they come from me not being able to. I don't know, control my body or or feel like I'm making good progress. If I never stopped to contemplate what that means, uh, it doesn't really matter. I just keep going with it because I should find joy in the experience. Stopping and contemplating what it means is something you have to do when you're trying to make a living or when you're trying to compete. And I guess this is why for the past, I don't know, two, three years, I have had such a resistance to competition and trying to make a living. Because those are the things that make you stop and wonder. Am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Am I working? A- am I hopeless? And I don't want to think about those things. There's no point. I enjoy doing the violin. Vi- trying to play the violin. I enjoy making noise on this, on this beautiful instrument. It should be enough. Yeah. And I'm real tired and I've rambled. So, again, maybe this will have diminishing returns. But I'm going to keep journaling this until I need to stop. Okay. Uh, This is Slanted Angelo, December 2nd.